This is the Dr. Duke Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Duke Show. I am Dr. Duke, joined today by Alex Newman. Alex, hope you're doing well. Doing great. Thank you for having me, Duke. Well, you know what's funny to me, Alex? You know, a couple years ago, it seemed like every story about trans and LGBTQ was from California, remember? Like six or seven times a week there was something crazy. What I'm stunned by is how little we've talked about California, given, given how bad Washington and pretty much the rest of the country has gotten. I mean, literally the rest of the country is ca- caught up with California in the stupidity that we're dealing with. But uh, we shouldn't forget about the nuts and the fruits and nuts in California, because now California, almost like California has decided, hey, we're, not, we're getting lapped by some of these other states. Minnesota's making us look conservative. So California is now doubling down. They are waging an ever more aggressive LGBTQ culture war with two new bills, Alex. Let's just start with the first one. Uh, the first bill would amend the family code. Isn't it scary that a state in this union has a family legal code? But the first bill would amend the family code to put the thumb on the scale of a, quote, best interest of the child analysis in custody proceedings in favor of a parent who supports gender affirmation for their gender dysphoric kids. So now, what's the best way to win your kids in divorce, Alex? Be trans-friendly. Yeah, uh, and, and it even goes one step beyond that, Duke. I watched some testimony from the uh, the person who wrote this and introduced it. Uh, they are planning to kidnap children from loving homes if the parents will not go along with surgical genital mutilation. So if hypothetically a five-year-old gets brainwashed in his kindergarten, the teacher told him that he could be his true self by being castrated, that he was born in the wrong body, that he won't be an oppressor if he just picks a letter. And so he picked a a T, he's a non-binary, wants to chop off his private parts. Well, under this bill, which, you know, has a very good chance of becoming law, uh, this child would then be removed from the home because the parents are not supportive. So uh, this would become child abuse. It would become a criminal matter, and these parents could lose custody of their own children. Uh, That's how rapidly this madness is descending on the United States of America. Take a look at that actual law that they're they're contemplating here. Here's what amended bill uh, AB 957 in California says. Existing law governs the determination of child custody and visitation in contested proceedings and requires the court for purposes of deciding custody to, quote, determine the best interest of the child based on certain factors, including, among other things, health, safety and welfare. This bill for purposes for this of this provision would include a parent's affirmation of the child's gender identity as part of the health health, safety, and welfare of the child. In making a determination of the best interest of the child, the court shall, among any other factors it finds relevant and consistent with Section 3020, consider the following. A, the health, safety, and welfare of the child and its welfare vis-a-vis the affirmation of the child's gender identity. This means that parents in custody fights will will have a material incentive to support confused children. In fact, they might actually bribe children to become trans just to be able to win the child from the other parent. 
Yep. Uh, th- this is so troubling, Duke. And, uh, you know, people need to understand the full implications. This is coming nationwide. We- we've seen, as you just described when you opened the program, we've seen how the madness from California rapidly spreads across the country like a wildfire. So parents, be aware. They are going to brainwash your kids into believing that they are a new gender. They're going to convince them. Uh, and actually, the NEA just put a d- document today on a transition in schools about supporting children's gender uh, choices. So uh, it is going to become a crime very, very soon if this is not stopped for you not to affirm the confusion of your child. Uh, parents, I, I, I mean, if it's not if this won't do it for you, I think you're hopeless. Yeah, hopeless is pretty much, I think, where we are now. This isn't coming backwards. We're not going to re- re- reverse this stuff. I, I mean, th- this idea that some parents are angry and spout off at school boards, that's something better than nothing, I suppose. But we've not slowed any of this. We've not inhibited it in any way. In fact, it's getting much worse. And the alarming thing is how many states uh, against constitutional values are embedding this stuff in the law. It's also worth remembering, Alex, that California already has a law declared uh, that uh, declaring California a transgender sanctuary state. If another state court grants custody to a parent refusing gender affirmation and the other parent kidnaps the kid, kidnaps the kid and drags the kid to California, immediately that California law would take the child away from, remove the a previous decision from a lower court or another state court. All you got to do, Alex, is take your kid to California. If your kid's in Florida, think about what DeSantis is trying to do. Your kid, you're getting a divorce in Florida, and the court decides that dad gets the children for various reasons. All mom has to do is fly to California at the husband's alimony, right? And suddenly, wham, bam, that all gets erased. This is the future, and it's, it's ugly, really ugly. Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, we've seen some of the abuses that have happened up in Canada. You know, they actually charged a father with a crime, a criminal assault on his daughter because he wouldn't use her preferred pronouns. This was in British Columbia. Uh, We've seen uh, across many places in the Western world, pastors actually arrested for speaking out about the LGBT agenda. Uh, In fact, we just saw in reading Pennsylvania just a few days ago, uh, a Christian street preacher arrested for criticizing a government sponsored pride rally. Uh, The guy was literally put in handcuffs and taken to jail jail for uh, for protesting against a pride uh, ceremony or whatever. We've now seen all the different branches of the armed forces uh, joining together and, and saluting pride flags. We've seen law enforcement agencies being forced to salute these pride flags. I mean, it, it uh, the Babylon Bee had had an article and, and it actually hits the nail on the head. Uh, the, the headline is official state religion enters high holy days. And uh, there's a fake quote from Joe Biden saying we all need to take the time to pray and feast before our God of prideful human flesh and before its sacred messengers, the genitals. We are a nation of pride. Blessings be upon its name. Just celebrate. It. So, uh, you know, it's it, it's satire, of course, but it is so real. I mean, they have made this like a, a new religion and they want to start burning people at the stake if we will not bow down before their golden idol of LGBTism and surgically mutilating children. Children. Um, you know, folks, this is urgent. I mean, like, the, the, it, it's like fire in a theater, and uh, somebody needs to shout fire before we all get burned. Yeah, I got to challenge you, Alex. You said that it was a fake quote from Biden. I'm going to see the need to see the proof of that because uh, <laughs> that sounds exactly like the Joe Biden his handlers have written speeches for. So, uh, but we have a second bill, right? The second bill in California requires health insurance 
to cover the high cost of fertility services, such as IVF, egg harvesting, and surrogacy, and defines the inability to conceive a, to conceive a child as a status as well as a health condition. So, of course, you, this has nothing to do with helping moms get pregnant who can't. This is about labeling LGBTQ relationships, two men, two women in marriages, by definition, a privileged class who should get all the help in the world, all the taxpayer money to allow them to conceive. And if they can't, you know they're going to hire a surrogate. surrogate. This, is all, this is going to the top of the list, not cancer, not uh, d uh, uh, any of the other major diseases. This has gone over now to the top. This is the priority of the health and, the, and these healthcare companies who are being, their arms are twisted being the, by these states. They are not even re re pushing back against this because it does seem to me that the insurance companies on top of everything else realize that this is a huge moneymaker as well. Yeah, and you know that's a big elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about. There is so much money being made through this uh, so-called transgender ideology. Uh, you know, once these kids get started on this process, uh, it is something that will be with them for the rest of their lives. They're going to have to go in every month for their their gender treatments, their hormone treatments, their follow-ups to their surgeries. Right? It's not like they're just going to create new genitals for you and you're good. Right? This is a, something that's going to take medical interventions for the rest of your life, and you're still never going to have properly functioning genitals of the opposite sex. And and they all know this, right? All the quacks extorting you for hundreds of thousands of dollars, extorting uh, taxpayers and insurance companies for hundreds of thousands of dollars and ultimately millions of dollars, they all know that this is a fraud and yet they're continuing to do it. I think what we need to see now is just an avalanche of lawsuits against these quacks that are profiteering off of the, the horrors that they're perpetrating against children. Well, this is, this is Wesley uh, Smith over at the National Review who made this observation, but it's well worth pointing out with regard to the second law that California is trying to push through. In other words, Wesley writes, heterosexual couples will have to demonstrate to the state that they tried and failed to conceive before insurance coverage is mandated, while same-sex couples merely need to demonstrate the self-evident truth that they cannot reproduce with their partner. This is amazing. He goes on, how healthcare costs will ever be controlled is beyond me. Uh, the cost savings from the legalized assistant suicide will even be hard to make up the difference. So we'll kill a lot of people in California and make money off that, but that won't nearly cover the number of gay relationships where by definition there are no children. So you see what they've done. You just sort of suggested this, Alex. They're making homosexuality normal and heterosexuality is problematic. Before you get a penny from the, the insurance companies, if you're a mom and a dad, you gotta demonstrate all these humiliating ways that you've tried to conceive, even though biologically that's your province as man and woman. But if you're gay, right, you go rise right to the top here. You don't have to demonstrate anything. No one's allowed to argue with me. The insurance countries, companies will pay and not say a word about it, and you have priority. In just a few years, as I said before, we will have reached the status where being gay or transgender is not just normal, it is necessary. And not being trans or gay isn't enough to be second class or misguided. It's going to be very quickly seen as a disease or a sickness that has to be cured. 
That's exactly right. And, uh, you know, we're, we're watching it happen in front of our eyes. And people are so busy with their sports. People are so busy with their jobs. People are so busy, you know, with the day-to-day activities of life. They don't want to hear about this stuff. But, folks, if you think you can hide from this, you are sorely mistaken. If you don't take action now to protect your children, to protect your family, to protect your community, to protect your state, this is going to steamroller over you and your kids. And if you're fortunate enough to have any after they're done with your kids, your grandkids. Yeah, Wes Smith over at the National Review is a really important resource for these kinds of stories. So I do want to give him uh, the last word here. He says, these two bills are merely two fronts in an increasingly aggressive campaign of cultural imperialism that seeks to elevate sexual identity and orientation as of primary social importance. This includes deploying the courts as a coercive means of forcing submission to the values of the equity society that is coming down the road. And when anybody resists, they are accused in the media of being haters by activists as engaging in a cruel culture war. It's an ingenious political pincher, pincer that is proving hard to resist, led with great effectiveness by California's radical cultural aggressors and soon to be exported into every other state in the union. This is war. I'm glad he recognizes this there. And here's the thing. There is no state so conservative, none, not even Florida, not Oklahoma, who goes this radical. I mean, think about it. There's not a state in the union who's even tried to ban abortion in the wake of the new Supreme Court ruling, not even tried it. On the other hand, majority Democrat states like California, they are going so far left that even many progressives in those states are, are reeling on the heels from this. This is the problem with where we are right now. And this is why uh, the future of America is bleak, because those of us in, in relatively red states, we don't push the envelopes. We don't pull back from what they've done. The new normal is what California does. And rather than re- re- reject it or remove it, we adapt to it. Yep. And uh, this this degeneracy, folks, it is like a cancer. And you'll see it is going to just absolutely devastate every element of our culture, every element of our our, our communities, our families. Uh, obviously, it's already dem- devastated the uh, the education system. Uh, and it is a war in the truest sense. They are playing for keeps. And most of the normal common sense people in this country have not even realized yet that they're in a war. You better wake up. Still to come, the Mayo Clinic of all places, the Mayo Clinic College of Medicine and Science, has banned an anesthesiology professor from speaking with journalists after he made comments on COVID-19 and gender that strayed from the institution's prescribed messaging. We're talking about that next. Today's episode is brought to you by Freedom Project Academy. Take back your kids' education. FPA's fully accredited classical curriculum provides live, on-demand, and homeschool courses built on Judeo-Christian values. Request your information packet and save 10% on tuition by visiting freedomforschool.com. That's freedomforschool.com. So, Alex, Alex Newman, thank you again for being with us. This is the second story for our day. The Mayo Clinic College of Medicine and Science, the MCCMS, recently banned Dr. Michael Joyner, an anesthesiology professor, from speaking with journalists without the institution's approval and denied his annual raise 
after he made public comments on COVID-19 and gender that wandered away from the institution's prescribed messaging, which is another fancy way of saying our speech codes. This is unbelievable. And so FIRE, the wonderful organization, Foundation of Individual Rights and Expression, they are all over this because it is actually a college, a medical college. They're involved with this. I, my big concern is how has he not filed a lawsuit? I get that probably if he did, there he is, Michael Joyner, they'd probably fire him on the spot. But I, I fail to believe that in this country, at least up to this date, he would not win this case. You can't speak your mind as a doctor. I thought when doctors spoke, Alex, we had to shut up and listen when it came to COVID, right? When it came to, but all the ones who don't, they end up like this. Yep. And, and to me, it's amazing the, the hypocrisy and the double standards. So uh, if they want to push castration of children, if they want to push, uh, you know, totalitarianism, communism, revolution, uh, arresting parents, you know, what, anything is uh, is academic freedom. Uh, if, in fact, just today for my uh, Newman report for Freedom Project Media, I did an article about the Kinsey Institute being defunded. Now, this is an institute named after one of the most vile perverts known to man. Uh, this is a guy who trained an army of pedophiles to brutally molest babies uh, and recorded this data and concluded that children were sexual from birth. And so the legislature decided, well, we're going to cut the funding to this disgusting, vile institution. And uh, the university president's whining about academic freedom. And, you know, all, all, all these whiny professors, well, academic freedom. Yeah. So if you want to talk about raping kids, if you want to talk about mutilating kids, oh, that's all academic freedom. If you want to question the narrative when it comes to transgenderism, if you want to question the narrative when it comes to COVID, well, that's not academic freedom anymore. We need to shut you up. Uh, the, the, the evil that has permeated academia now under the guise of academic freedom is unbelievable and true academic freedom as we see in this case uh is is not even on anybody's radar anymore yeah i want to read a little bit more of what happened then we're going to show a video to, uh, to to get a sense of how the uh back and forth goes so this dr joiner discussed the physiological advantage that male athletes have over females in the New York Times in May of 2022 and criticized the National Institutes of Health for discouraging convalescent blood plasma treatments for COVID-19. Now, all of this is, is obvious, right? It's obvious that men pretending to be women have advantages. It's obvious that the NIH and other health organizations lied through their teeth and withheld life-saving treatments from patients on the basics the basis of politics. We know that. Uh, the Mayo Clinic ref referenced both of these interviews in its March 5th letter to Joyner, forbidding him from, quote, offline conversations with port reporters and require him, requiring him to get institutional approval for all future media appearances. In addition to the restrictions on his speech, he was imposed a one-week unpaid suspension and denial of any salary increase at his next contract renewal, according to the Academic Freedom Alliance, the AFA, who's also paying attention to this. And I got to say, where would this country be without organizations like the AFA and FIRE who are trying to help the people who otherwise wouldn't be afford to afford the legal representation to push back. Give us a comment, then we'll take a look at a video. Yeah, well, one of the things that they're doing to organizations that are pushing back on this is they're labeling them hate groups, as we just saw with the Moms for Liberty. The AFA has been on there for a long time. Uh, so what happens then is no institutions, no prominent people are willing to donate because, well, they don't want to be seen as donating to a hate group. Uh, people are not willing to associate. Every time the media mentions them, they say uh, the AFA come on, classified as a hate group by the nonprofit Southern Poverty Law Center. Uh, and so this is uh, absolutely warfare, as we said in the previous segment, and uh, it is being waged on all fronts 
uh, including in the universities, as you well know, Duke. Well, you and I have done a lot of work with Purple for Parents in Indiana, the same state that, as you mentioned, just managed to cut off funding for the Kinsey Institute and the left is losing their mind. But the Southern Poverty Law Center just labeled Parent, Purple for Parents, an organization to help parents fight back against public schools. They are now listed as a hate organization by the Southern Poverty Center Law School. It's unbelievable how outrageous these organizations are. So take a look at the video that we have, watch the response, and, and, and see, think for yourself, what happens this in six or seven, eight months when then come, this comes to your private school or your college or even your workplace? Mayo Clinic physiologist Dr. Michael Joyner spoke out in a New York Times article earlier this week about the long-term effects of testosterone on transgender female athletes, citing research that some say is incomplete. Joyner said to the New York Times, quote, there are social aspects to sport, but physiology and biology underpin it. Testosterone is the 800-pound gorilla, end quote. Local LGBTQ activists say that that kind of language is detrimental to ensuring trans people have equal access to health care. Talking about an 800-pound gorilla, the language was at best insensitive, at worst transphobic. Statements like these just further ingrain that hesitation and fear that if a trans person seeks medical care that their physician is going to be making assumptions about them based on, you know, their gender identity rather than them as a whole patient and a whole person. Notice what the filthy media does. It's a, a, store, a comment from a doctor about boy, male, male transgenders playing sports against women. That's all he talked about. And notice they, find, they drag some uh, a trans person off the street and put a microphone under their mouth, and they're talking about gender uh, healthcare affirmation. So what does playing sports along with girls have to do with getting access to doctors? It is a complete deception. It is a non sequitur. It is a complete, notice what they've done. They've, any criticism of the LGBTQ at all now is absolute a condem condemnation of the every aspect of it. You can't separate the dumb things and the ridiculous and the outrageous things from the other things. You say a bad word about them in places like Minnesota, we said earlier. Minnesota may as well be the California at the Midwest. And that, unfortunately, that's where you got to go if you want to go to the Mayo Clinic. Yep. And, uh, you know, that, that's what the media does, actually. They specialize in this. Unfortunately, they don't have a lot of analytical or logical thinkers in the media. I know I've been there. And um, so what they specialize in is they, they pick the ideology, the idea, the, the theology they want to promote. In this case, you know, surgically mutilating people, uh, having men play in women's sports. Uh, and then they say, how could we manipulate people emotionally to pull on their heartstrings and make them want to do this? So they find somebody, there, oh, boo, I'm not gonna be able to access health care. Now, you could easily do this the other way, and you could do it far more legitimately, right? You can find a little girl who, who trained and practiced her whole life to be at the top of her game in sports, and then some guy comes along full of testosterone and takes the gold medal, you know, and then you can show the girl crying. Or you could very easily do this appropriately the other way, but they never will because they're liars, they're dishonest, and we all know who the father of lies is. You know what we ought to do? We ought to make men who become, uh, girls who become men, we should immediately force them into male sports and like in golf, but in golf, but, but in golf, do it like golf. Make it handicap based, right? Let's do this. Let's let uh, women who become men 
let's have a quota of them in the NBA. Because now clearly, they're not physically going to be able to play with the NBA's players. But isn't that more the reason why you have to level the playing field? We have to level the playing field. We must let men who are pretending to be women play along the girls in the name of equity, right? Well, let's get the women who want to become men the same consideration. They should have access to men's sports at the highest level. And the fact that their physical attributes are not strong enough, we have to compensate like that we would do with golf, right? You, these, this may be a, a 240-pound uh, woman who becomes a man who wants to play uh, receiver for the Cleveland Browns, but she can't catch a pass. So we got to give her handicap points. No one's allowed to cover her. You can't rush the quarterback. She can run downfield. You throw, throw the $10, 10, 10 yard pass and be done with it. If we started to do that, which is perfectly logical based on this argument, we'll see how fast that would change. Go ahead. Last word, Alex. All hail the gods of diversity and equity and inclusion. Bow down, peons. And that's going to wrap up the show. If you have any questions, comments, or want to support the show, simply visit drdukeshow.com. For all of us at The Dr. Duke Show, thanks. We'll see you next time.